Hello and welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar. You're with me, Tim Rudge, and my co-host, Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing? I'm good. It's a bit of a weird period, this, isn't it? Um, not much happening. Can't before going to, the storm. Yeah, come before the storm. About to go into training camp. Um, so, yeah, I've been sort of, yeah doing other things, interested in other things, watching other sports, and not really paying too much attention to football for the last month. It's no, been, no, uh, it's you... been cool. Well, Ashes, been bit of bit of cricket. Um, yeah, Ashes cricket. Uh, bit of uh, Tour de France. Do like the Tour yeah. de France. So yeah, mostly it's been quite a nice actually. Just a bit of a, a, a pace change. Um, yeah, this is where it gets real though. Isn't it? You get into training camp. We're not that far away now yeah. from the uh, uh, preseason game. What's what, about three weeks away? Um, so it feels like football's yeah, it's almost there, which is which is great. So what about you? Do you oh, pay any attention to other sports? Are you following anything else during this period? Yeah, not really in the summer, like, um, but the summer sports I'm not really massively into, like, I occasionally go to cricket matches and stuff, but that's because my best friend's really into it, so it's just a good excuse for a day out and to get on the beers. Uh, I'm not massively into cricket, um, you know, I try and avoid it where I can, to be honest, but I know <laughs> the Ashes series, I, I've even kind of kept an eye on it and known that it's been, you know, uh a pretty good series other than the first two tests for our uh, England side. But uh, yeah, but once you're kind of getting towards August, September, like I kind of backed away in terms of soccer and, you know, really being into soccer. I still, you know, follow and support Norwich City, but I kind of, it's definitely a BNFL, the Bills, um, rugby as well, especially with the Rugby World Cup that's due to start. It's actually the same day as the... Um, regular season opener Chiefs Lions is the first uh, Rugby World Cup game so 8th of September that's going to be a fun day of sports so uh, yeah no uh, kind of looking forward to getting that summer sports out of the way and getting on to kind of a proper real sport, sports yeah. <laughs> real sports definitely definitely <laughs> yeah, good stuff so we're going to go a bit uh, free flow this it's unscripted today isn't it we're just going to yeah, chat a little, a little bit. bit about a few different bits and pieces there's nothing too major to talk about um but there's a few little bits and pieces we want to get our teeth into isn't there um but yeah. we should probably start off with the big news which is uh, about Naeem Hines isn't it yeah, no, no, he's out for 2023. It was a bit of a shocker. You know, there was always, you know, one of these, two of these types of injuries, not necessarily how they happen, but just like the, you know, freak accident injuries that affect players. And yeah, with us, it's it's happened. You know, we were pretty unfortunate last season with all the injuries that we got during the season. Um, I felt like we were pretty lucky, I suppose, during training camp. I can't um, think of anything that seriously happened during training camp. So, uh, you know, the injury test we had during the season, though, you know, who knows? Maybe it's just just, just a freak ac- freak accident, a one-off. Certainly, it was um, a freak accident. He was on his I know, ski, wasn't he? What a weird. I know, and it wasn't happened. even like you know, it was something that he done. You know, he was just sitting on his jet ski, and someone collided into him, and you know, uh, that's kind of a risk, I suppose, you take when. You know, you're dealing with idiots on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the ocean and, you know, people can just, yeah, it's a bit like skiing, isn't it? Like you, you can take control of what, you know, you're doing, but you can't take control of what other people are doing. And, you know, these things are just, you know, freak accidents. And it's disappointing because I would like to have seen, you know, what a Naheem Hines in his first like full season with the Bills, what he could bring to this offense. Like he wasn't exactly, you know, running back one clearly, but... I felt like, you know, he could have brought a, uh, 
you know, something a little bit different maybe than the other guys and kind of lured the amount of uh, work that, you know, James Cook gets, especially in the return game. He could be an option as a kick returner. I do think that it's going to be the likes of Khalil Shakir and Deontay Harty. But, you know, he's an option in there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a shame to kind of lose that primary returner. Although, obviously, with the rule change, who knows the returns well, are going to look like now. But... Yeah, I mean, obviously very unfortunate for him. But I was going to make the point that if we were going to lose somebody, it, he might, yeah. he might have been somebody that we would, we would consider trading just because of the depth of that spot and the fact that this rule change, I mean, who knows about Deontay Hardy and his fitness, uh, but he obviously can, and he's a good returner, I think. And like you say, yeah. Luke Shakir can also do it. So I think it has a less less impact with these changes of the rules, uh, which I don't yeah. entirely understand. I guess they know they're doing them for safety, but it, I don't yeah, feel a little bit yeah. unnecessary. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, 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 the, yeah, I was just going to say, you can see why the uh, special teams coordinators are pretty pissed at that, because that's quite a key component to what they do, isn't it? And uh, if you take away, uh, you know, the ability to return and for any player to return, you know, sorry, any player to just, uh, you know, kneel down and, uh, you know, start from where they are, then it just takes that element of, of the game away, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think it's one one spot that we uh, we can uh, t- Take a bit of uh, take an injury. Bit unfortunate for him. I mean, he's the highest paid running back on the on the roster, I think. Um, yeah. And obviously, wasn't used really very effectively, other than as a as a kick and punt returner last year. But um, yeah, it's yeah. a shame for him. And uh, the next man up, next man up. Mm. What else? I just was... wanted to say. I was just going to say. Um, whilst we're on the subject, Naheem Hines talking about Jexy ski accident. I want to know from you, Charlie. Have you had any? strange weird freak accidents that you know might not have necessarily caused an injury like this clearly but like just something you look back to and think how did that happen <laughs> you know no, not not really i mean you know i've been in one or two car accidents in my in my life yeah and, uh only one of them i think was was my fault um nothing serious mercifully um broke my arm skiing when i was a kid um oh, no. i mean i nearly drowned twice if you want to count that when i was a teenager yeah so yeah got caught in a rip rip tide in uh off the atlantic coast of france and um got pinned to the ocean floor under a few feet of water that was unpleasant <laughs> and then uh Enough. yeah yeah and, uh, <laughs> thankfully got out of that and then uh had a canoeing accident and got caught um you know, underneath one of these sort of you know, rolling waterfall things and uh thankfully got out of that one as well but yeah that was uh those were two hairy moments but um thankfully no permanent injuries done and what about you uh you must have some kind of weird injury i'm, I'm guessing it so that you wouldn't have asked otherwise um you'd have thought so wouldn't you i've got a couple of things so when i was uh, a kid at school uh, i used to live quite close to our primary school only like half a mile so i used to cycle in this would have been about when I was 10 or 11 and um, the like approach to the school was like on this like side road that like it was very light, like stony surface. Like you could like easily skid if, if you're driving on it, you could skid, you know, fairly easily. It was very, you know, kind of slippery surface. And I just remember trying to impress everyone as you do as a young lad on a bike, trying to do a skid, but a really impressive skid and it just didn't work. And uh, I just remember waking up like in the hallway of a class with everyone looking at me. So obviously I'd like flung myself over, whacked my head on the concrete outside and then I just woke up. So I, I don't know if that's necessarily a jet ski kind of accident that wasn't inflicted upon myself. The other thing that I'd done only like two or three weeks back. So 
um, I'm doing some landscaping in our garden and I'm digging out these big roots and like it's a stump but it's got like two bits of wood coming out of it I tried to break it up so it could bit easy into the bin I don't know how I managed it I still don't know how now but my hand like I broke it but like the main part of the wood like whacked me in my forehead and not like <laughs> semi knocked me out like and I was like what, what what's going on and yeah that and I could just feel it like down you know just like the back of my neck and stuff I was like how the hell did I manage that I'm just trying to like break a bit of wood and then inadvertently just whack my forehead and yeah so it's beginning to, it's beginning to be clear to me why you don't have a, a significant NFL career yeah like this household with the two kids and my wife they're all pretty clumsy like we all do stuff my wife even just slipped over last week and has got a massive bruise on her shoulder from slipping over like a little um i don't know doll's house character that my son has and yeah this household it feels like every week some someone's doing something um <laughs> but luckily it's still been a little while since the last day any trip so uh, I've already talked it up tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be heading down and uh, there'll be some problem. <laughs> I do remember when I was a, a kid, I had a younger brother and uh, my dad was looking after the pair of us and he was also laying some carpet at the same time. So he had a whole heap of tools in the in the living room. Yeah. And my brother was about two and he decided he was going to, as my dad was sort of busy doing something, he uh, picked up a claw hammer and uh, dropped it on his own head. And uh, my dad turned around to find there's blood everywhere. My brother's screaming, Christ. cracked his own head open with a with a hammer, and uh, oh. <laughs> he was he was supposedly being responsible for uh, for the two of us. That uh, so you imagine how popular my father was when my my mum got home. So <laughs> yeah, it was a trip to A and E uh, and some stitches and things. So. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, oh, probably, probably on the on the social services list as well. I imagine. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, there's only love a couple a few bits and pieces really just a couple of off-season moves obviously with Naheem Hines going we'd expect on IR or you know he's out for the season they brought in Darrington Evans who's um, kind of bounced around after being a third round pick for the Titans in 2020 so I'm not going to talk too much about that Jay Sternberger is kind of a similar light not an injury related signing but just kind of better depth at tight end he was a 2019 third round pick as well he's at the U. USFL with the Birmingham Stallions. So I say that because whenever like listen to Buffalo podcasts in the last day or so, they call they say Birmingham, Birmingham, don't they? And uh, I don't know when 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 you hear that kind of stuff, does it grate on you as an English person that's known Birmingham as Birmingham their whole life, and then you hear an American (laughs) say that? I did have a conversation with some friends in California, some American friends in California who who know that we pronounce Notre Dame differently. And they oh, said, yeah. what do you call that college team from you know Indiana? And I said, Notre Dame. I mean, that's what they call them. And, and I said, but it's wrong. <laughs> but I but I call it what they call it. Um, no, I don't know. I think over the years, it grates on me less. Um, I don't think I can ever bring myself to say Birmingham. But um, I mean, no. different places pronounce things differently, right? I mean, we say Paris. That's not how they say it in France, is it? So, um, you know, no one seems to get too upset by that. Uh, but yeah, it is weird. I mean, it's, especially in the US, because there's so many names of places that are that are sort of adopted from elsewhere. I remember driving through Pennsylvania, and you see you're driving through one place, and it's you know, Lebanon on the left hand side, and then you've got uh, a place called King of Prussia on the other side. And you're like, what kind of place name is that? And then there's <laughs> another place. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I was I'm trying to think where it was, but I saw like 
Billericay and, and Chelmsford. I think it's somewhere in the north northwest. Uh, sorry, northeast. And I'm thinking, wow, you got you know, you've got the this is clearly where the Essex immigrants came from. You know, it's yeah, really weird. Um, you know, and then you have a picture in your mind of what certain places are like, and of course they're not they're not like that, are they? Um, no. But um, yeah, it's it's a funny thing. Um, so yeah, we said we, we thought it's a bit of a weird off season, isn't it? I mean, there's these all these sorts of things that you think get disproportionate coverage. Um, and I, I've, I've noticed myself getting a little bit, you know, you talk about things that are great on you. There's been things that are great on me during this off-season, and it seems that they crop up every off-season. Um, and I've got a little, I did a little list for you, uh, things that bug me. <laughs> People talk about way too much during the off-season, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna give it, I'm going to disrespect it and give it two minutes of my own attention. So one of them is freaking um, jersey changes and throwback helmets. It's like, it comes up every off season, nothing ever changes. And yet every off season, it comes around again. And I'm thinking, unless the team are telling us something, unless the team announcing something, why are we bothering? Why are we bothering thinking about, you know, red helmets again? I'm not even sure the red helmets look better. I mean, and I'm a guy who grew up in that era. Uh, I, I really like the roster, the, the, um, the uniforms we have now. I mean, you know, obviously you're, you're a newer fan. I don't know how you feel about the red helmets, but it does have a bit of whiff of crystal palace, doesn't it? When you, when you look at it that way. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think overall, just the whole throwbacks, alternative jerseys, all this kind of thing, I quite like actually seeing it. Like, I have to be against you on this one. I just like, I like jerseys, I like the uniforms, I like the throwbacks. I just like to see these different combinations that some of the teams put together. Like, the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks one is proper cool. There's a oh, few yeah, the old school well one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's not the throwbacks that I have a problem with. It's the... Okay. It's the, it's the constant debate that the bills from the fans should have the red helmets <laughs> it's like well the team ain't doing it you know they only get to pick one throwback and they've picked the uh, standing buffalo and until the team decide to change that it's not going to change but it seems to be much more you know fan driven and it's every year and i just think yeah why are you why are you getting excited about this um mm. it's just you know, you know like, what's going to happen though charlie now now you've said this oh, they'll, they'll tomorrow they're going to announce yeah, yeah. Lecture. <laughs> I, I don't dislike it i mean yeah. That was the uniform that I grew up with. I, you know, I like it plenty, but I do like the yeah. ones that we have currently. I think the white helmets look great. And um, mm-hmm. I think they look really sharp. Um, actually, there was an interesting uh, feature on one of Joe Marino's show where, where somebody asked him his top five uniforms and his, his bottom five. And I thought, yeah, it's, it's, it is an interesting debate. And, and, and I agree with him. I, I think that the Bills one is really good. It's, it's a really good uniform. And I think yeah, mm-hmm. it looks good in any combination. Yeah, I like it on the old blue. I like the blue and white. I like the red throwbacks. Um, yeah. sorry, the red, the red uh, alternates. I like the the white throwbacks. They all look great uh, to me. Mm-hmm. But I just I can't get excited about something that's not official, not been announced. It's just you know, it seems to come up every off season. Yeah. That's my that's my you... topic number one anyway. Of, yeah. of stuff that bugs me. Um, next one, it's got to be the Madden ratings, isn't it? Oh man, people get far <laughs> too excited about Madden ratings. Yeah. Um, do you do you play Madden? Do you ever get get into that? Yeah, I like I, I play Madden. I like Madden. The thing that annoys me, and a lot of this is like fan driven. Like I think when I go through my list as well, like it's going to be things that you know fan reactions and how you know people's opinions are around it, not the actual event itself. So like what you're saying, Madden ratings. Um, I don't take a lot of notice about it, but the one thing that annoys me about it is you shouldn't just focus on the overalls that are given at the start of a game. Like it's also about I don't know how much you know about Madden, but you have different scales of how players can achieve XP points and therefore how you can boost up a player. So you might have a an older player who's a 90 overall, um, 
and a much younger player at a, I don't know, 86, 87 overall. But if they've got different development rates, then that player is going to naturally just overtake that player within the first season man anyway. Do you see what I mean? So it doesn't really matter. And that's what annoys me about it. Like, not only do the matters not, the ratings not matter anyway, but how the players develop in a game that, you know, it takes care of like any disputes and issues. So, yeah. This is all news to me. I know this is all, I don't know any of this stuff. I'm I'm a big like Madden franchise guy. So, yeah, you get like four tiers. So you get like normal development, star, superstar, and all the way up to superstar X Factor. And depending on what tier that you are, the more XP you get, therefore, like the more points you get to upgrade. If that makes sense, and then you overall right. get speed. So yeah, so your point, I completely agree. Like man ratings, who really cares? Like it's just I don't know. People, fans, they just get precious about their own players. And, I know, people are getting oh, excited about oh, players, they got an eighty-eight and not ninety-two, player. and I'm yeah. like, goodness sake, can you even tell in the game if they're an eighty-eight, and not ninety-two? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> just mm. it's a weird one. Any ones that get on your nerves that uh, people talk yeah, about way so too much? I've listed three here, and again, it's more kind of fan driven driven why i don't like these um first one isn't though as you know i think it's collectively the fact that they do it in the first place like the fox sports best fan competition happens every year oh god yeah season on in twitter and you know teams have these battles oh which fan base is best they have kind of i don't know how they do it but they kind of you know set it up to have different rounds and they get up to the final round and yeah just so many people get involved and so many people get offended and protective about their own fan base who gives a flying fuck at the end of the day like <laughs> you're a exactly. fan of the team you're a fan of the team who cares yeah. if you're the best fans of the worst fans i know the bills have won in that competition twice Plus, but who judges i, I mean like who's to say i mean no. you're the fans that you deserve i mean i mean miami fans are a bit shit aren't they i mean if you if you look at I mean, if you if you oh, look no, at them as a collective a deal wasn't it can you remember like was it a couple of seasons ago on twitter they're like um, paid for like bots to increase their votes, and uh, didn't they beat us because of that? Like, <laughs> but know. again, who sounds gives like a shit? Brexit People or something. Gonna... This is Cambridge Analytica. They've done it. <laughs> and is... the thing is, you're even more sad if you actually pay for votes. If you're a Dolphins fan out there and you've done it, then yeah. Look, and I'm sure there are the some completely committed hardcore Dolphins fans. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that when we go there, it seems to be plenty of Bills fans, and I know there's lots of other things to do in Miami, right? Um, yeah, uh, I think this is the thing, isn't it? I think Bills fans feel pretty precious about being good because there isn't tremendous amount of other things to do in Buffalo and so we tend to focus on the sports teams and uh, mm. you know that's Sabres and the and the Bills get a lot of, lot of coverage but if you live in LA then there's 20 other things to do which is why LA's always struggled to you know gain massive fan bases for its football teams um, of course with the franchise mm. system there isn't the same sort of I guess say let's say decades and decades of loyalties in some cities when you've you've moved teams around, but um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing. I mean, like any fan base, you're going to meet people you like, people you don't like. Um, it's uh, it's just yeah, you're right though. It's a completely ridiculous thing. What else on your list? Yeah, so I've only got two more. Um, this one I'll spend a little bit more time on than the last one. Um, NFL top 100. I really don't see a difference between doing that and the Pro Bowl vote, like. If everyone, and I know the NFL 100 is a little bit different, it's players only, but if you're already doing a vote for, you know, the Pro Bowl, I, I don't know if they have to do it twice, like this vote, if they do it for the first time for the Pro Bowl, and then, you know, they vote again for the top 100, or if they use the Pro Bowl votes for the top 100, I, I don't know how they work it out. But again, who really cares where your players stack up? You know, I don't really care that 
you know, Josh Allen is eighth in the league. So is it a popularity contest? Is that what you think? Is that what it seems to be? Yeah, well, yeah, it seems to be. I think it's driven player-driven only, but I don't even know if the players really care too much. I think the Pro Bowl, if they're going to be voted to something, that's probably like the thing that they want to be voted to. Well, have we struggled with because they get incentives, don't they? Get money for it. That's yes, why that's bothered, true. But... Yeah, they, they care about that. But I always struggle with yeah. this idea of well, how do you compare a? How do you really compare? Aaron Donald with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're both brilliant in their positions. Um, how can you say that one is better than the other? You, you can't really, can you? They're both brilliant at yeah. what they do. Um, yeah. So I, I, so it's a bit like individual awards for team sports. Um, uh, you know, I mean, like the running back's nothing without an offensive line, are they? <laughs> a wide receiver's nothing yeah. without a quarterback. Uh, a quarterback's nothing without a wide receiver to catch the ball. Mm. So it, it, yeah, it, yeah. it is a bit weird. Um, I mean, I, I do think there's some... I do think there's some merit in reflecting talents and recognizing players that have been outstanding, but it, the, the profile this stuff gets is, is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And, and with the top 100, it's not the concept of it. It's not the fan reaction as you know, also the other thing to it is the fact they string this thing out like for like two weeks. Don't they? they only, only announce like 10 um, sets of like rankings a night. So it lasts mm-hmm. for like two weeks. It's just push you know, publish it all out and, you know, if you're going to do it, just do it that way, you know, rather than, you know, using it for two weeks worth of content and stuff. And here we, and here we are, is... we're using it for our own content. Yeah, <laughs> the, the irony. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what's your last circle. one? Um, just trope alerts, like, you know, all off season, you hear it in OTAs, you hear it in training camp, you hear it even like kind of whispers in the draft, but just like, oh, player X is in the best shape of their life. Draft bust, bust X is going to turn the corner and develop, you know, become what we expected. Breakout player X will move club X from their Instagram account. Yeah, Quarterback yeah, yeah. X has unbelievable chemistry with receiver X. Like all of this guff, like you hear it every season, and the players that are touted up with all of this training camp hype. It's a little bollocks, um, isn't it? I don't know, 80, 90% of those probably failed to deliver, like, all the hype. Yeah. Like, I'd love to keep track of it, actually, like, and see kind of what players have been. And I know that there's, you know, mitigating outside factors beyond, you know, potentially at players' control, but still, like, just come on. We, we, I d- yeah, uh, I d- there are people, and I can't bring them to mind, but there are people who what they do is every time they see a ridiculous opinion, they they, they like it. And uh, they remember they they file it away. Yeah. And then when Book something yeah. hilarious happens that's completely contradictory to that stupid opinion, they will then retweet it uh, for their own yeah. kicks. You know, it, it's petty, but I have to say I like it. <laughs> I think is anyone that's <laughs> sort of offering too strong an opinion, you know, this is how they get brought down a peg or two. Um, so I, I find that kind of amusing, especially with journalists. You know, there's always those mm-hmm. sort of Nick Wrights of the world saying something stupid, and then you can uh, always fun to retweet some uh, something that completely contradicts to what you've actually just seen in real life but I mean, it, it, this is the whole thing is it people like us trying to fill the off season with content when they don't have an awful lot to talk about so uh, yeah yeah all good fun but anyway we are going into camp and we should probably get into talking about that and uh probably yeah. the major camp battles that we see but just a little bit of breaking news i've just seen that um Ooh. von miller tyler Medikevich and Jordan Phillips have all been placed on the active pop list. Uh, so um, well, I think that's kind of B2B. Who was the last I guess. one? Jordan, uh, Jordan Phillips, Phillips yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was I suppose two of them the end, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. I guess in some respects it's kind of going to be helpful for the Bills. It's going to give them a bit more, a bit more flexibility in terms of um, certainly on the defensive line. 
you know, the, mm-hmm. it's gonna, it was going to be tight. There's a lot of, I think, good quality on depth in that defensive line. So yeah. they've got a bit more time to maybe, uh, maybe it gives them what a few weeks more to actually see how certain players play in in in, in action uh, until those players come back. So um, I think mm-hmm. in some respects, the you know, the first half of the season is the easier part, and this probably isn't the worst thing in the world for the Bills. So um, well, and this is active pup as well. It's not like they've been put on correct. IR. So yes, you know, yes. Von Miller could come back in a week's time and have most of training camp and be ready for week one. You know, it's just, you know, I suppose they're getting him in the facility. They're going to, you know, do some more tests and kind of play it by ear. But again, it's more reps for, you know, the backup edge players. You know, Leonard Floyd will take a bit more of a senior position, I suppose, and uh, get more reps with his new teammates. So, um, as you said, hopefully this doesn't change anything in terms of a potential week one availability. I'd love it if he's available for Jets, especially the Jets game, because we know with their offensive tackle situation and the fact that, you know, they've had kind of, not turnstiles, but it's just been a turnstile in terms of the revolving door of who's been playing offensive tackle for them. So I think, especially Aaron Rodgers' first game, new scheme, new players around him, having Von Miller back there would be huge. So I really do hope he's back for week one. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes then, I suppose. Um, but yeah, as part of this uh, training camp, um, you know, uh, pod that we're doing here now, um, we just wanted to talk about like one camp battle each that we, we're looking out for especially. Um so, Charlie, what was your first one? Well, so I toyed around quite a bit with this. And, um, you know, there's obviously offensive line. There's some maybe yeah. one or two interesting spots. I think that there's the defensive line as well. I think is even more interesting, especially edge. I think edge is, <laughs> is an interesting spot. But I'm going to yeah. go for, for the linebacker, which I think is the biggest and most cause of controversial yeah. spot on the roster. Um, we, we talked about a lot, a lot about linebacker. Um, <clears throat> we know, obviously, we've got, fantastic player in, in AJ Klein and it, and it looks like there's uh, sorry in AJ Klein we've <laughs> got a fan, what am I talking about a fantastic <laughs> player in Matt Milano uh, backed up by the experience of AJ Klein um and then we have you know probably three other dudes that seem to be competing for another linebacker spot so there's yeah. uh Terrell Bernard there is um Terrell Dodson and then there's Dorian Williams um maybe an outside shot of Inspector, but I, I don't see that happening. Uh, we just heard that yeah. Tyler Medikevich is, is on in the reserve, so obviously, normally it's you know, special teams player, he's not somebody you want to see on the field. But no. one of those guys is probably going to make um, the starting position their own, or are they? Because the other way of looking at this is do we play more um, an extra safety? Uh, do we see Taylor Rapp? on the field a little bit more and, and maybe that yeah. that other linebacker position becomes sort of a rotating uh couple mm-hmm. of guys depending on sort of matchups really and if, if we need we need the speed then maybe we, we pick bernard if we need that sort of uh, more of a downhill guy maybe it's more dodson um maybe dorian williams is the kind of the most archetypal physical one but obviously pretty inexperienced you know just just a recent draft pick um and it's gonna be really interesting especially going into to camp seeing who flashes seeing who's playing with the first team um this isn't really a spot that you want to be just rotating three or four guys through uh to play alongside matt milano it's really somewhere you'd, you'd want through training camp to to have a decision made and um obviously once we get into the preseason games we may learn quite a bit more but i think this is the biggest a most unpredictable spot that we have. And I think you can make a case for any of the Bernard Dodson or Williams. Um, 
but I, I just I gen I genuinely can't see which way it's going. I think gut mm. feel. My, 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 probably my heart says it's going to be Terrell Bernard, but I really don't know. Um, I yeah. can talk myself into any of those three, and I, I just don't know which one it's going. I don't see it being AJ Klein. I think AJ Klein is there as, as experienced backup, you know, leader in the yeah, in, in the yeah. uh, in the room. The Bills like that. But uh, do you have a, a gut feel for how this is going to play out? I really don't. To be fair, like I know the player I like more, and that's just based on a recent film I've watched and some other highlights since he's been drafted. But Dorian Williams, I've been like quite impressed actually when I've watched his film and stuff. He's pretty physical. He hits hard um, when he comes downhill. And the most impressive thing that I found is we kind of know the speed. I think he ran like four four nine at the combine, so we know that he's very quick for a linebacker. But he kind of saw it in the senior bowl practice there was one rep I can't remember who the player was what position that player was in but it was clearly a wide receiver um, I think it was a wide receiver and he was like uh, in coverage against him a man man to man and he kind of kept up with him um, every stride so that was a really impressive rep and I'm thinking if he could do that to um, you know potentially a wide receiver uh, clearly uh, maybe on a slower side but still a wide receiver then that gives me a bit of confidence that you know he is kind of a uh, an every down linebacker potentially obviously you don't want to put too much you know weight on this young man's shoulders we'll see how he plays out in camp but um i, I really don't know to be fair um yeah. well, you it, know it, it really is yeah. a coin flip between bernard and williams to me yeah it's, it's hard to say and obviously we had that, that uh interview brandon bean gave during the off season which talked about the fact that um you know edmonds would struggle against the sort of shiftier slot receivers and and and, and quicker yeah. smaller receivers he's just not gonna be able to run with those kind of guys and you know in a, in a passing league where maybe be able to attack downhill is less of a concern you know it sort of implies that it's going to be the speedier faster shiftier linebackers that we want to, to to play there i think the concern is that you know if you're lining up as middle linebacker then you're the guy wearing the green dot you're the guy that's um picking the defensive play calls and that's what makes me think maybe Terrell Bernard has a slight edge just because he's been a year in the system but again you, you want to be betting that as quickly as you possibly can so with that given the fact there's sort of strengths and weaknesses for each of them I, I just I'm fascinated to see which way the bills are going to go mm. um, but the other thing to me is like when 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 is a decision made it's not something that you or, or I can answer but like do they try and give Terrell Bernard and Dory Williams a game each potentially and then make a decision ahead of preseason game three and try and give them more reps for that game or you know will they try and do it at the start of camp and say look you're, you're definitely our guy and you're going to be the starting middle linebacker or is it going to yeah that's another component to this is a lot of timing when will we hear like i can't yeah. imagine it's going to be after the final preseason game i think they'll make a decision during you know at some point during those preseason games and, and stick with it so um yeah no um just going to mine then so yeah. i talked about it at the start of the off season um you know before free agency and draft my main priority this off season is to try and solidify this offensive line and especially the guard spots. And that's where I'm going for this. So, you know, we, we, we put a lot of investments in this offensive line in this, on these guard positions. We've signed, you know, David Edwards uh, to a small contract, signed Colin McGovern for a starting level contract. Osiris Torrance has been drafted. Um, we, we signed a couple of, um, you know, uh, late day three, um, 
and UDFA linemen that could potentially swing inside in, in a garage and broker. I think, could they potentially challenge for a backup spot? But, you know, is it a lock for Conor McGovern being our left guard? Um, does Torrance or Edwards beat out Ryan Bates potentially? Like, we've got a plethora of options now and I'm quite excited to see, you know, the reports out of training camp, um, you know, who, who's got the better reps, who's being able to protect the quarterback better, how it looks in the games. If any of these, like, younger guys that we aren't talking about at all, if they could step up and be adequate, you know, solid uh, backup level players and they could stand at 53, you know, I'm really all for that. You know, the thing for me is keeping Josh protected uh, so we, we don't get in that position where he injures himself and, you know, uh, things kind, kind of spiral after that. So, yeah, the big thing for me that I'll be looking out for, and I know it's not the sixth position clearly, but it's one of the more important well, positions across the line. And, yeah, I just want to see The more time that Josh that. has, the more protected he is, the more sexier I, I find it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so I really I, I... hope. Yeah, I really hope it's Conor McGovern left guard and Torrance right guard week one. That that's what I'm hoping to happen. But uh, do do you, do you see it like a particular way? No, so I, I certainly think that. Um, I mean, follow the money with these things. I really do think that Conor McGovern's going to be given the chance to. Um, yeah, to prove himself at, at left guard. I am. I I believe that David Edwards will make the roster. You know, he's a guy yeah. who played four seasons with the Rams. He's won a Super Bowl. You know, he's got plenty of snaps under his belt. Um, and I think that that's great depth alongside David Questenbury, who I'm not disappointed to see back. I think that um, I suspect that they would like, despite the money that they paid for Ryan Bates, they would like Osiris Torrance to to make that right guard spot his own, and Ryan Bates to be the next man up in all the different positions. Um, mm-hmm. I've yeah. honestly always had kind of a quite a liking for Ike Butker. I think he's an underrated player, but mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sure he even makes the roster. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many how many uh, linemen are they going to keep? I mean, nine probably. So that's that's Dawkins, McGovern, Morse, Bates, Brown, probably as you maybe weak starters. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and then you've got Torrance on top of that. Edwards. You've got David Edwards, Questenberry. Um, and Shell as well. He'd be someone yeah, that sticks around maybe, for me. Yeah. So I, I just, that, that sort of yeah. ninth spot, it could kind of go to anyone. Could it go to Tommy Doyle? Um, could it go yeah, to Tommy Ike Doyle, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a loads of, of options. Yeah. It's great to see. I mean, it's actually finding some yeah. proper depth there and players that we don't yeah. worry about if they get brought in. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's just, um, there's a lot of options. I, I suspect that Osiris Torrance will t- probably t- take time to make it his own, uh, and they'll they'll give Bates a bit more of a run out, and maybe it's sort of mm-hmm. more the second half of the season we start to see him. I'm really excited by Osiris Torrance. I think he's that he's a, he's the type of guard we haven't had for a while. That sort of more the um, you know up and Adam type. Uh, yeah. Somebody I think could be really good in the gap run scheme as well. It's a bit more, more of a people mover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, He's got you know, that FU mentality that yeah. this line's been missing, you know, since Feliciano left. And I know but, Feliciano wasn't a good lo- lineman, really, at Italian, but less keen on is the idea of Spencer Brown, who's been iffy to say the least, and Osiris Torrance mm-hmm. being the right side of our, of our, of yeah. our line early yeah, on. Without, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to have at least one of those positions solidified before we have both of them playing. So, uh, mm. and that may be a part of it. Uh, well, we've seen in the past that De- Dean Dawkins hasn't played as well yeah. when he's had a, a rotating realm of characters at, at right yeah. guard. Um, so, yeah. I, know, I, I think that 
I suspect Osiris Torrance will get dripped in over time, but by the end of the season, he'll be the starting right guard. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I know what you mean, but ultimately, like Spencer Brown, especially at the end of the season, disappointed alongside Ryan Bates. So it can't be much worse. Like Ryan Bates, he had a good, what, five games, uh, what, season 20, at the end of 2021? Uh, yeah, I can't remember yeah. when he got extended now. But yeah, so like a, a good five games. And I was really impressed in him in those five games, but we didn't see him at that level last season. And, you know, so why not try a torrents and see if he's I know what you're saying but ultimately you know yeah. it wasn't like Ryan Bates you know will solidify it because Spencer Brown wasn't good last yeah. season so and it depends on the scheme you know if they decide they want to play more yeah. of a, you know a gap scheme gap um, yeah. then then maybe it makes more sense all right, so quick final segment to, uh, to end today. Uh, we're going to focus on adopting a player. So each of us are going to pick a player that we're going to be keeping an eye on through training camp. Well, a, a virtual eye. I guess we'll be listening out to the the comments um, from those that uh, that attend the training camp, especially the beat beat journalists, people like Matt Perino. Yeah, it's always a good, good, good watch and a uh, good listen. And yeah. I know that he's there, he's watching, and he, he's always putting out tweets and messages about uh, about players. So yeah, these are players mm-hmm. that we're just me keeping an eye out for, really. So um, so Tim, who's your uh, who's your focus on? Any particular player that you want to uh, maybe see you make the roster, or there's something interesting about training camp that you're going to be keeping an eye on? Yeah. So for me, I always root for the underdogs, and I like looking out for the players that I think are players that could potentially be dark horses and have an outside chance of a 53 and you know you're going to see them in the preseason games and you know these are players that I'm going to be rooting for so it's a little bit difficult I have to say because I can't say that I'm going to be rooting for I don't know a UDFA or a day three pick that I didn't watch in the draft process it's a bit difficult this year like trying to identify the player that kind of matches that type of profile but who I've gone for is Shane Ray who's an edge who a lot of the fans would have heard about from being a um, a 23rd overall pick in 2015. He was a Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos in his first season. Um, he's 30 years old. So he had an injury-savaged kind of four or five years with the Broncos. After that, he went to the Ravens, I think, had injuries there, kind of fell out of love with the game, uh, took a step out of the game for a couple of years, um, went back to the CFL with the Toronto Organauts. Uh, did okay. It looks like nothing groundbreaking in the stats, but you know he was productive, especially in 2016 uh, as a much younger player. And you know this is the kind of story you can get behind. You know, uh, someone that you know has kind of turned it around and is just looking for another chance, another opportunity. Obviously, he's local to Buffalo, uh, having played in Toronto the last couple of years and had a tryout, and he's on the team and. You know, edge is one of our more important positions. It's one of the more important positions in the NFL. I think, you know, uh, there's a potential opportunity for him to get that you know, fifth, sixth edge spot. You know, I don't know if both AJ Epineza and Boogie Basham, if both of them will be here. I speculate that one of them might get traded at some point between now and uh, when the cuts happen. And, you know, I'd be quite open to having a player like Shane Ray, uh, you know, if he, as long as he impresses and he works hard and, you know, does all the right things in training camp, I'm quite open to him being our, you know, uh, fifth, sixth edge player. So that's the kind of player I'm looking, going to be keeping an eye out and seeing, you know, if he's having a good camp, watching him in the games. Yeah, I'm really rooting for him. He's got a really cool story. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Shane Ray for me. Uh, so I think it's an interesting one because, you know, obviously with Von Miller being on the pup, 
that opens up the door for somebody. Yeah. Uh, the Pats wouldn't have made it. And I think they're going to keep, well, I guess, four edge rushers. Um, so, yeah. you know, essentially five with Von Miller. So probably the, mm-hmm. the main people you think about are Greg Rousseau, um, uh, uh, Floyd. Um, I think AJ Panessa is probably the, the, the fourth choice if everybody's fit because uh, yeah. he did have what six or so snap uh, six or so sacks last year and then you've got people like Shout Lawson and Boogie Basham who are kind of and then I think probably competing with Shane Ray so there's probably yeah. those three are competing for one spot to be there whilst um I mean, whilst Juan Miller is, uh, you know, uh, on the pup. So I think mm-hmm. it's de- definitely a competition. I mean, we've certainly seen very little out of Boogie Basham that gives me any hope that he's going to turn into anything. Yeah. Shaq Lawson's another year older, although I think he played well as a sort of, uh, especially that edge protector last year. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's a there's a, there's a chance there, isn't there? Um, he may also yeah, be someone that they think they could sneak onto yeah. the practice squad. Um, I was going to say, yeah, because just with his age profile and history, I think that, you know, realistically, if he was to make it, it would be on the practice squad. And unless he, you know, completely goes off and has an incredible, you know, preseason and, you know, gets four or five sacks in games, you know, at that point, it might be difficult to, you know, keep him around on the practice squad because someone will probably try and get him. But um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, that's the one I'm looking out for. Um, what about you? Who have you gone for? Yeah, so uh, mine's a different kind of player, uh, but someone equally um pretty interesting to see how things progress especially through training camp and the uh, even more so through the uh the preseason games and that's taylor rapp so yeah. you know on paper you'd think he would not be a starter for the bills uh but certainly making the 53 but the reason i've got my eye on taylor rapp is really about where's he playing do the bills yeah. go down the path of playing six defensive backs alongside Matt milano um does he share snaps with uh, Mike Hyde and, um, and Jordan Poyer? There was a lot of talk um, that maybe he was the guy who was going to be targeted if Jordan Poyer uh, didn't come back to the Bills. Obviously, he signed another contract, uh, much to the surprise of, of, of many of us. And that then puts us in a situation saying, well, what is Taylor Rapp's role here? You know, Is he going to be the guy who is essentially going to be t- taking over from from Poyer when he when he eventually leaves the Bills, is he going to be the guy who is just giving us that more flexibility in the in the center of um, this uh, this Bills linebacking crew? And essentially, you know, what 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 is his role going to be? Because obviously, we talked earlier about all the different linebacker positions, but I think that this is a just a wild card, and and I'm I'm expecting and I'm hoping that that McDermott's going to get more creative with this defense. Um, we're going to see uh, maybe some three-man fronts that maybe also op- opens up an opportunity yeah. for people like um, for Taylor Rapp. So I guess I'm interested in how he plays. Yes, could he be the long-term answer for for one of those uh, you know well-established safeties when they retire, or where is he playing? You know, where where are they actually having him lined up, and what kind of role is he taking on? And does that give us some clues in terms of what kind of Bills defense we're going to be seeing uh, moving into this twenty twenty three season? I like him as yeah. a player. I mean, I don't think he's quite a level of a peak Jordan Poyer, but he's but he's certainly very solid and someone certainly someone I'd be very happy with as a as a first choice safety. But it looks right now like those two spots are filled, and you know we all love um, Hyde and Poyer. So what is the role for for Taylor Rapp? Yeah, and with Taylor Rapp, like it's not like he didn't have any interest. He visited. Patriots only days before he signed for us uh, so there's definitely interest in his services in other teams so he hasn't just signed 
just to be a backup. You know, clearly, you know, the Bills, Sean McDermott, with now he's taking the reins a bit more than this defense. He's clearly got an idea of how he's going to use him. And, you know, he will be used. It's not just going to be a backup role, but he's also going to have that insurance to John Poyer. And as you said, you know, we think that he's going to play because he he signed when he could have signed elsewhere. But what what's the role going to be? Is he going to be you know? Are we going to use more dime? Um, you know, packages are. Is he going to become like a a lighter linebacker? You know, mm. is he going to come down when when we play free linebackers? All, all this kind of stuff. Like you can use him in so many different ways. And then if Jordan Poyer, Mike Hyde, if they have their injuries like they have had. Uh, especially Poya for the last couple of seasons, then he's insurance as well in case, you know, they have concerns and Damar Hamlin, you know, he seems to be full go now, but yeah, it's just another bit insurance piece, isn't it? And when Jordan Poya and Michael Hyde, when they both joined, but more so Jordan Poya, like Jordan Poya was more of a special teams player, the Browns, he did play a little bit um, for the Browns as a safety, but, you know, he came in on a modest contract and, like Taylor Rapp has, and we optimised him and got the best out of him. So, you know, we, we, we know that Sean McDermott knows how to coach safeties up. So it's a perfect signing, really. Uh, you know, I, I'm just really excited to see kind of from training camp where he's lining up, how's he lining up, you know, is he in first team reps, who's he alongside, that kind of stuff. And yeah, that'll give us a few more clues about, you know, his usage. So, yeah, no, it's a really good chat. I'm looking forward to seeing him too. Yeah, so lots to look out for and, and listen out for over the uh, the coming weeks in um, in training yeah. camps. Um, so, uh, yeah, we will be back in uh, not too the distant future uh, with more Bills chat uh, from afar. Um, keep a lookout and follow the London Bills backers uh, Twitter account and Facebook account. There's going to be you know, some upcoming announcements in terms of uh, social events and things for the London games, which I think you'll uh, find pretty exciting and interesting. And then, um, yeah, uh, we'll be, yeah, of course here and uh and, and and being part of that that process ourselves and you get a chance to meet tim and i um uh, hopefully uh, over mm-hmm. those uh, that long yeah. weekend around the bills coming to london so keep an eye out and keep following those those accounts uh yeah until next time go bills go bills <laughs>